All right, welcome to another edition of the Sailing Doodles podcast. This is episode number five, and this one is all about are you ready to go sailing and cruising? And the answer is never. Never. You're never ready. <laughs> but we want to thank Gulf Charters of Thailand for making this happen. And Sailing School Thailand, that's the same people there. And Island Spirit uh, Catamarans, as always. You can check them out if you're interested in going cruising in Thailand or going to Sailing School, which might be helpful if you're going to go sailing. Are you ready? Exactly. And uh, we want to thank you guys, uh, the patrons and the supporters and the, the viewers and the listeners and all that. You can check out our, if you haven't checked it out, you can check out our uh, YouTube channel, Sailing Doodles, on there. And we do a couple videos a week on that. And uh, also Patreon, patreon.com slash sailingdoodles or just sailingdoodles.com. And there's a link on there. You can help support us. But uh, we really appreciate you and we could not do this without you. So thank you. Thank you. Um, all right, so are you ready? We said no. No, you're never ready. You're never going to be ready. My motto is just set a date and make it happen. Um, because If you overthink it, yeah. you're just never going to actually get going. There'll always be something else you need to do. There'll always be an excuse not to go cruising. Like, I don't have enough money. I still need to work on the boat a little bit. I need to, I need to stock up on more stuff. Just set a date, when you, and when that date comes, make it happen or don't go at all because you'll never actually be ready. There'll always be something you need. And, you know, kind of another my motto, of my mottos is there will always be, uh, you know, there will always be someone willing to pay you to earn them money. So there'll always be another job. I mean, I had a great job. I I had a great job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you see? And, but, you know, I had a great job. I... I I was, you know, chief pilot for a corporate flight department. I made a lot of money. I had a great schedule, uh, and I was kind of happy. But you know, I didn't. I always wanted to go cruising, but I was always thinking, you know what? I've got too good a job. I just can't leave this job. Uh, I'll never get another one that's this good. And then, of course, when I had my brain hemorrhage, the whole job thing was taken from me, which was actually the best thing that ever happened because. Uh, I would never have done this had that not happened, and I didn't realize... Just pushed you in the direction. When yeah. one door closes, another one opens. Exactly. I'm a lot happier now, and I never... Oh, who knew? You took a bull by the horns. There you go. Thank you. And you For me, too. I mean, I love my career. I love being a nurse, and I just blossomed in the ICU. And I mean, I locked it in, and I was a traveling nurse, which I can still do. But uh, there's no reason for me to leave it except for to have an awesome time. Right. I could do it now while I'm younger and enjoy every last hike and, you know, not well, have back pain or a knee yeah. surgery to worry about. No, I still have back wait pain till later. and neck pain. Because I make you do yeah, all the hard work. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, you know, that's another thing. Go while you're still Young able, able to. I mean, it doesn't, you know, I mean, like, people are like, oh, I'll do it when I retire. Well, maybe when you retire, you won't want to. Well, tomorrow's not promised. I mean, tomorrow is I, not promised. coming from an ICU nurse, you know, I see all ages in there. So Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, maybe you get hit by a bus tomorrow. And so you, you know it. You know you don't get to retire and go. Then you don't have your legs. Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah, it makes it a lot harder. So, um, so one question a lot of people ask is how much experience do you need to go cruising? So, for me, I don't have like a sailing school certification or anything right. like that. For me, I've just jumped on boats, all right. different types of boats, off and on for years, and I wanted to be able to run a boat alone, or like with one other person. I just wasn't getting that. So mm -hmm. I jumped on the boat with Bobby. Mm -hmm. And now, hopefully, 
Yeah, well, well, we, yeah, we'll have some serious sailing coming up too, so you'll you'll learn all that. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I, I'd say how much experience do you need? A lot of that depends on where you're going and what you're doing. Um, you know, if you're going to go in the Bahamas, you don't need just a whole lot of experience. I mean, yeah, you need to know how to basic sail and all that, but you know, you're not crossing an ocean or anything like that. Right. And and generally speaking, the Bahamas have you can always be on the leeward uh, side of the. the you kind of always see land too, mm-hmm. so it's. You know, help is always there. So, so the land is always there. Actually, absolutely. So, like, so in the Bahamas, you need to be good with charts and anchoring, especially. Uh, that's important. Yeah, we'll kind of touch. You don't on, want to run ashore. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll touch on that in a little bit, but you know, so that's the most important thing. Um, and then sailing, you know, as far as like trimming sails and all that. I mean, you know, go take a class or two, go out and you know do some stuff. That is an art, mm-hmm. and you need to be careful because oh, yeah. these ropes. I mean, that's that's a lot of wind, a lot of power. You can how, lose how many ropes are on a boat? Uh, there's not ropes. There's actually lines. That's right. That's right. So, but if you're going to cross an ocean, yes, absolutely, because you're out there alone and you need that. You need to be able to, in an emergency, know exactly what to do and how to do it and when to do it. Well, another thing that I think of, like, when you jump out at night mm-hmm. and start tending to the sails, I'm like, if anything were to happen to him. Yeah. And he disappears <laughs> off this boat, mm-hmm. like, how do I go get you? Am I, you know... There's a lot to think about, so you need to think about well, I mean, safety. Yeah. Safety, and... I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Especially if you're in, and we get some criticism because we don't always put on jack lines. Sometimes we do. If it's we're in rough weather, we'll we'll put some jack lines on and stuff. We go up there, but so far we haven't been in too rough a weather where I felt it was necessary. Or it's there's just some things you don't do at night yeah, or whatever. Some, you know well, your exactly. limits. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. If you're newer to sailing, I mean, that's what we did the other day. So we we sailed out of. Um, uh, I forget where it was. It was Encinitas. No, no, Ensenada. Ensenada. And we were headed down to Bahia Tortuga. We left in the evening and over, we, we ended up sailing the next day, but overnight I'm sailing with three people that I, well, two at the time. I mean, you had already been sailing for a while. Right. And so I trusted you on watch and stuff like that. But like, I'm sailing with two people that I don't really know very well. I mean, one of them had experience, one of them had zero experience. Right. And so we just motored overnight because it's safer that way. And then the next day when we're all up, all hands on deck, we start sailing. So that's yep. one thing to consider there. So should should you go to sailing school? I think at some point you probably should. For me, I'm getting all this hands-on experience, which also, you know, I'm hearing a lot of terminology, using terminology. I feel like that helps me prepare for sailing school. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just might kind of be left in the dust. You're like, what are they talking about? If you don't know part, port and starboard and yeah. aft and all this, you know, you got to start somewhere. Get some cell phone apps. Right. And for me, I'm getting more experience and repetition and then i will be going to school with us uh in thailand with golf charters right yep golf charters thailand there um they have if you go if you they're there i think their sailing school website is sailingschoolthailand.com or you can go to golfchartersthailand.com it links to that there but uh, it's always a good idea to go to school if you can i mean like before i started sailing um, I mean, I took lessons in the Boy Scouts, right? So, I mean, I kind of had some schooling on that. And you were a pilot. I was a pilot, so a lot of that <laughs> stuff transfers Navigation over. Navigation and weather. weather and all that. Yeah, so it really does help. And there's always something to learn. It doesn't mean the most seasoned sailor out there, if you go to school, will probably learn something. Well, other things you need to know are just, you need to know a few basic knots and what right. they do. Right, Yeah, but, I mean, for sure. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of times going to school and all that will help with uh, the legal aspect and charters. So if you have, you know, most of the scaling schools, so there's RYA, there's ASA and IYT, uh, you know, you get a certificate from them. It's not a license because it's not like a government, you know, it's not like a Coast Guard license, but it's well, a certificate. Another thing about certificates, too, is sometimes they're not global. 
well, most, for like regions. Right, right. It depends on where you are, what you're doing, which one you get. But generally speaking, and what you're trying to accomplish. Right. I mean, I have I have my international yacht training certificate. Uh, international. Uh, international yacht <laughs> training certificate. Keyword. That's right. I am international. Uh, from we got it. I got it from Gulf Charters Thailand, and uh, that they're associated with that IYT International Yacht Training, and it's their certificate. It's a what? It's a yacht master offshore. So it's their next to highest level they have. But the thing is, is no matter where I go in the world with that, if I want to charter a boat or sail a boat, I can just show them that, and they're like, oh, okay, good. Whereas otherwise, like a lot of places in Europe, you have to have some kind of certificate before they'll let you charter, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, like in the Bahamas or in the Caribbean, you have to have a sailing resident and you know fill it out whereas if i just showed them my yacht master certificate and isn't there great. something about the coast guard in the u.s or you can get a coast guard certificate it's a lot harder to get um to get your cap your basic six-pack license six passenger basically commercial license uh you have to have 360 days at sea they consider four hours a day at sea um and so it takes a you know it's a long time to get it um and you have to have that time since you were i think age 15 or something so it takes a long time to get but you know, so that question you asked is, just, I don't remember what they all stand for, but uh, ASA, which is American Sailing Association, yeah. International Yacht Training, IYT, or RYA, which is Royal Yacht, I don't even know what it is. Association? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. But, you know, it doesn't matter which one you get. I really don't think so. I mean, just whichever one's easiest for you I'm to gonna get. I'm going to be happy. I mean, so for the sailing school for me in Thailand, mm-hmm. what are my options there? There's a zero to hero. Right, zero so to hero. So if you know nothing, right. you can start... Right, no, Zero to Hero. All the way to Captain. So I I sat in with one of their courses uh, for the Zero to Hero, and and basically some of the people had some sailing experience, but most of them didn't have much. But it takes Zero to Hero from never even been on a sailboat to uh, being able to captain a charter boat. I mean, not, not not commercially. But right, like right. being able to like charter a boat and not have to bring a captain along, and so it, you know it's eleven days long and it, it's a lot of sailing, a lot of classroom work, and it and it gets you the confidence and the ability to do that. Um, Very thorough. Yeah. So the things you need to know before you really go sailing, there's a few things. Um, <clears throat> basically, you know your basic sailing and trimming and reefing. You need to be able to like raise your sails, trim the sails for the appropriate weather, um, and and then reef, which is really not too hard to learn. You can learn, you know, you can learn that in a day or two of sailing. It's not too bad. What comes with time is the confidence and not second guessing yourself. Um, you know, kind of a motto I think it's everybody has is reef early and reef often. Um, you know, if you're uh, if you're even thinking about reefing, like you're like, man, the wind's a little much. Maybe I should reef. You should. So that's something to think there. And then one thing that comes with time, or actually one thing you should know before we leave is is how to read weather. Um, it's all about the weather yeah. and the weather windows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all kinds of apps you can use. Um, I use Windy Ty a lot for a lot of stuff. It's really cool stuff. It'll show wind and waves and all that. Uh, there's uh, Blue Meteo Blue, and there's uh, PassageWeather.com, which is a really good one. And so there's all kinds of apps and stuff that you can do out there. It really helps out a lot. Um, and then reading the wind and waves comes with time. You know, just you can read the the, the 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 ripples on the water, and you can see, you can guess just by looking at it how how strong the wind is. And you know, you need to know. Okay, well, yeah, if I got 20 knots wind and it just picked up 25 knots of wind, well, the seas aren't built up yet. In an hour or two, you're going to have big seas with that. So you need to be ready for it and stuff like that. But it's not too bad. But probably the most important thing that you need mm-hmm. to know when you're... Anchoring. Sp- anchoring. Most accidents happen at anchor. Yeah. Keep your um, hands and feet clear. Right. Number one. And then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's heavy. Well, and- I was just listening to the Cruiser's Net 
yesterday here in La Paz, and uh, they were talking about one guy who went to the hospital because he got his fingers cut and caught in the windlass. And so he had to have surgery, and you know he lost a bit of one finger. Might have some nubs. Yeah, so that's one thing you gotta gotta pay attention to. And it, so so not only accidents like physically to you happen. Yeah, you fall into a lot of stuff. I mean, you're kind of speckled with bruises, no, oh, yeah. no matter what. And then you know the lines are going mm. out, and you're pulling them, and you know. You can lose some fingers like that. So Anchors. Watch your feet. The boat's constantly moving. Mm-hmm. So when you're walking on land, you don't pick your foot up that high. But when you're walking around a boat, it's better to pick your foot up a little bit higher. Yeah, it depends on what you're doing. Sometimes you want to shuffle. Well, okay. Oh, it depends on what you're doing. On so many I know. Things. I know. Well, if you're around a lot of lines, you kind of want to shuffle so you don't like get well, your foot caught. Well, but, that makes sense. Yeah. But if you're, you know, yeah, if you're walking around, there's just chain plates out and stuff like that. Yeah, you can do that. But but and, and so it's not only just anchor accidents like physically to you happen when anchoring it's you know if you didn't set your anchor properly your boat could have an accident exactly i mean you're dragging through the night you crash into another boat or you crash onto the beach you crash into a reef and all that and that's how most people lose their boat is improperly setting the anchor or imp- and setting it in the wrong conditions or not knowing how to set the anchor and that's happened that happens and yeah Ooh. Well, and so knowing how to motor and dock your boat, too. Um, that's a big one going in and out of marinas. There's a lot of people that gouge their boats pretty bad. Coming in marinas, they don't know how to do it very it's well. It's much different than being on a lake. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's currents. There's, currents. there's currents. wind. Even when yeah. it doesn't look like it, you know as soon as you're in charge trying to, like, back yeah. up or whatever you're doing. Well, I mean, so there's things you got to take into consideration, like prop walk. Okay, so when we put this boat in reverse... The back, if, especially if we're not actually, if we don't have any momentum going forward for the rudder to have any authority, the prop walk is basically uh, a, the downstroke on one side of the propeller is stronger than the other. I think I could be wrong on that. I don't know. And so it pulls the butt of the boat, the, the you know this the, the stern of the boat to on the in this case it pulls it to port. Some boats it might go to starboard, so you have to know which one that is. And then you got it, like I said, you have to keep in mind. We just enjoyed this. Yeah, just a few days ago. (laughs) But you can actually, I mean, I use the prop walk to my advantage all the time because we don't have a bow thruster on this boat. And so, like, if I need to turn the boat a little bit, like, and we're sitting still, I can just hit the prop walk and I can move the boat a little instead of a bow thruster, which helps. But, you know, there's a lot of examples of that, like here in La Paz. There's a a strong current coming through and wind, and we're trying to get in and. It just wasn't working. We couldn't back into the slip. It just wasn't working. And so we just forwarded into the slip. And then we waited for the current to, you know, current change. And we tried it again. And we did that. But this time the wind was out of the other direction. So I was having a hard time getting the boat to turn because, you know, it acts like a wind vane, you know. And uh, luckily, and the neighbors came to rescue yeah, us with their dinghy. And well, they we just... weren't rescued, but they helped us. Yeah, basically, yeah. They We don't have a bow thruster on this boat. A uh, 50-foot boat is probably better you have a bow thruster. But this one doesn't have one. And uh, so they used their dinghy as a bow thruster and pushed yeah, our bow They would just happen to be passing by and they're like, hey, yeah. can we assist? And we're like, awesome. Yeah, so cruisers are really helpful with that. Super helpful. Yeah. And then in Monterey, we went in there and what happened in Monterey? So in Monterey, actually, we were sailing and we're mm-hmm. coming in right at sunset. And right when the sun went down, we ran over something. It was crab like boom, pot. boom, yeah. boom, and it was a crab pot. So we're like, oh. So then we try to put the boat in reverse and just check, maybe spit out whatever it was, and um, and that's when we realized we didn't have reverse. So we slowed down, right. took us longer to get in, and then we knew we had one shot at docking. Yeah. 
And then as soon as we get in there, it's at night, it's pitch black, there's not a lot of lighting in there. We're at the very end slip. Yeah. So it's like coming straight into... Well, all the way down at the end of the thing. Exactly, so where buildings there, yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. are. Yeah. And, and no one was awake to help us. But it, we actually had a viewer that yeah, showed up. So, Alex so security Monroe, let him yeah. in. Yeah, and then there was a whole bunch of walls in the dock Mm-hmm. that prevents seals from jumping up. So yeah. I'm supposed to jump <laughs> off the boat with some lines and, you know, it was yeah. just well, like, Oh, we did wow. a good job. You we did a fantastic well. job. Yeah. But every time we come into somewhere, I just think it can't be worse yeah. than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I would. Because we had one shot. One shot. There you go. That's all you get in this life's one shot. So, you know. But, uh, sure. so other other things, you know, knots, obviously. Uh, the bowling knot's probably the most useful knot you need to know. Um, it's pretty easy if you get used to it. She learned to do it underwater recently. Oh, my gosh. It's so harder. <laughs> harder? So much more harder. Hardest, <laughs> underwater. Hardest thing underwater. to do. Well, you don't have gravity to pull the rope uh-huh. down. Mm-hmm. So, it's all of a sudden, it starts floating, and you don't even know what you're looking at mm. anymore. And for that one, you have to twist, and it kind of... Yeah. Hey, you got it, though. Uh, so things up your realm, you need to know first aid, basic first aid. So for me, the biggest thing I think about, because we're doing a crossing, is, and we're fishing and stuff like that. Mm. I'm like, what if somebody needs stitches? Yeah. Or, you know, heaven forbid, they, like, lose a finger or crush something mm-hmm. or, you know. I think about that all the time. And, and yeah, a lot of that, I mean, because you could be hours or days from getting medical treatment. Yeah, and, like, sprains and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. okay, so be, but, like, you know, a break. It might, it, might, it might be good to think about taking a basic first aid course. Oh, most definitely. Know your CPR. Yeah. And if you're a small crew, you, I mean, you should both know. Take mm-hmm. care of each other. And so another thing you got to be, you know, uh, if you it helps if you're mechanically Im- inclined. You know, you can work on mechanical stuff, plumbing, electrical. Um, I think I'm fairly decent at that. Uh, but there's a lot of people that just, that's beyond them. They don't know how to do it. It's just, I mean, maybe they're good at computers, but they don't know how to change a... Uh, you know, a water pump, you know, or something like that. For me, duct tape or just call a man was like my strategy. <laughs> right. So I'm glad we have our maintenance Mondays, Bobby, right. and you. And so, and so some other things you might want to learn and, and, and to be ready for is, is wherever you're going to be sailing is, is the different customs and cultures of where you're going to be. You know, I mean, if, if you're going to be sailing somewhere, like a lot of these islands, you think, okay, you're on an island, so everybody's in a bikini all the time. Well, actually, a lot of these islands are very reserved. Uh, yeah, they can be very reserved. So, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, don't go into an office building wearing a bikini and, you know, Daisy Dukes because they're going to look at you like you're... Uh, Sometimes you know. restaurants don't like that, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. So where you, you might be like, what? I do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, what was that story we were hearing about? There was a group of people, and everywhere they went, they oh. would jump they would moon the camera right in front of um well that would they would landmarks do, famous landmarks in yeah they would countries. post to their instagram or something and so Which they is instant right and so they would take a, a a picture of them mooning some monument in a in wherever and they were in and thailand them. yeah in thailand they had done that several places in thailand and thailand is a very um especially about their about buddhism and all that they're very uh concerned Respect. with respectful about that and so they were waiting, uh, at, were the waiting at the airport for them because they had they knew when their flight was leaving and was, whenever they checked through immigration they got arrested. Yeah. So you got to know that kind of stuff. So the message was not posted on Instagram. It was <laughs> right. Respect right. the culture and the right. customs yeah, right. of yeah. the area. You can post what you want on Instagram. Just make sure you're not gone out, out of the country first. That, that's know? not the message we're saying. <laughs> that's not what we're saying. <laughs> that's not what we're saying. Okay. So another thing: Are you ready? Uh, do you have enough money? 
No, you never no, have enough money. You never have for enough me, money. I just want to shop everywhere. And Bobby's right. like, no, we're on a budget. Right, right. No, that's not it. You never have <laughs> it. You never have as much as you need or you think you need. Um, like I, I, we re- I thought I had enough money originally to go for a year. Um, and that ended up being about six months, thankfully. And, and it's, you know, you guys are awesome. Um, uh, you, the viewers and listeners and all that, we couldn't do this without you. So we, we try to bring the best product we can, but without you guys, without have starting this, uh, YouTube experience and now the podcast, it would have ended in six months. It would have ended in six months. I know I it's a year and a half later. Yeah, I know. And, and- yeah, we do it for you guys. Yeah, so then and we can't do it without you. So thank exactly. you so much. And so yeah, uh, but you know, so one thing you have to consider. I mean, it is money. I mean, do you have enough? I mean, we, we we covered that in a previous podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that one, it was like the cost of cruising. Yep. How much does that cost? And you know, we figure you know, seventeen hundred to three thousand dollars is living pretty cheap. Um, and so, you know, but then you got to think of all the other stuff. Do you have enough money? Like, uh, you know, to pay, you know, do you have bills or what do you have coming? What do you in? have back home? Cause that just covers like boat costs. Right. Not- and a lot of people, you know, especially if you have a, a dual income co- uh, family that's maybe retiring and they're pulling social security or something like that, maybe they can do that. But then again, you might, you might be a little older at that point and not get, or, you know, maybe don't want to go at that point, but that's something you have, you know, or you might need crew yeah, to make it happen. Yeah. So that's another big cost. So, you know, can you work remotely or can you do, can you do, uh, there's a lot of people, especially in the, in the Exumas in the Bahamas, um, that will cruise seasonally. Um, so they will cruise from November to June and then they'll go back to the United States, work for six months and then they'll go cruising again. Well, that was my whole thing with the traveling nursing. Mm-hmm was I was just going to do an assignment, and then I was just going to go sail. Assignment, sail. When I ran out of money, I went back to work. Right. Because I can choose, you know, my schedule when I start and stop. Yeah. But um, I don't know how many other careers do that, except for you can work from home, work online. You can work from home, work from online. A lot of engineers can do that. Yeah. And actually, I know several several engineers that have done that. Yeah. But then you need to have good Wi-Fi, and that's not always where you're at. Yeah, but, well, then you can tailor where you're cruising for that. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, generally these days, if you have a cell phone, you have internet. You know, I hotspot off my phone all the time. That's how I upload most of my videos. That's how Bobby makes it happen. That's right. That's right. (laughs) But, you know, it's kind of like, uh, it's just like anything else. You're living at home, whatever you're doing, you live to your means, right? If you're making $40,000 a year, you... You live on that forty thousand dollars a year. If you live, if you if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you you, least, you spend that same money. You know, you buy your boat, mm-hmm. but it's like you don't have a mortgage. You're not paying right. rent. Um, you're not paying your electrical bill. Like mm-hmm. you come into you, you charge your batteries or you plug into the marina. Mm-hmm. Um, you fill up your water. You know that's why it's nice to go to a marina ever so often. You know, you charge everything, you fill everything. Mm-hmm. So there are some bills, you know, that kind of disappear. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. But I mean, then it's... you have everything that breaks. Like, you right. might not fix everything in your house mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's a couple exactly. times a year, and you might do that in a boat. Right. So you need that repair budget. Right. And, but, I mean, all well, you would have a repair on your house, too. But, I mean, you know, we don't own a car, so we don't have a car payment. We don't have, We don't have insurance payment. We don't have gas on the car. We don't have any of that. You know, we don't have a mortgage. We don't have to pay the insurance on the home or any of that we don't stuff. We have a yard. We don't have to mow our lawn. Yeah, we don't have to do that. We don't have to have a lawnmower, all that stuff. I mean, you know, it's just... The world is our lawn, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but it's not... My, my, my recommendation to you is if you're interested in cruising, just make it happen. Set a date and make it happen. Whether that's next year, two years, five years from now, set a date. Do it sooner rather than later because you never know when your time is up. Exactly. And I... Pay all your debt down or off because mm-hmm. once you're gone, you're gone, you yeah. know. 
You, you'll, you'll be addicted to the lifestyle and you won't want to go back. Right. And so it's, that would be too hard to manage. Yeah, yeah. So, or at least, I mean, if you can do it seasonally, do that. I mean, I know several people that are just totally happy doing that, and I'd, I, I could do that. Well, that's what I thought I was going to do when I first jumped right. on this boat. Right. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. So, are you ready to go cruising? We hope you are. Um, if not, get that way. Make it happen. Set a date. Make it happen. You will never be ready otherwise. And even when that date comes, you still won't be ready. Just do it anyway. Yeah, I just jumped on the boat, I thought, for two months, and right. now it's going to be like, what? Now three years or, or something, more. 2020. Yeah, yeah, I mean we're on a boat, and so who knows? So exactly. And then, but all right. So we, and speaking of that, we uh, we can't thank you enough for making this possible for us. Um, so it's you guys that that really make this happen. Goes full circle. So yeah. what you want is what we try to give you. Yeah. And so, you know, patreon.com slash sailingdoodles or sailingdoodles.com. That's how we afford to keep doing this. We hope we're bringing good content to you that you enjoy. And also, we want to thank uh, Gulf Charters Thailand for the boat. Um, and always. Always. So if you want to go, and speaking of them, if you want to try it out, see if you are ready, you can charter from them. They have a bunch of boats up there, a lot, lot really inexpensive. I was pretty impressed that... Uh, you can charter or you can go to their school. Go to their school, too. Bobby yeah. did. I'm going to be going to their school. That'd be, so. a, that'd be the thing to do is, is go to their school and then try charter from them and there you go and because they had so that we chartered a uh not chartered we sailed a lagoon 400 a brand new 2017 model i think they chartered that thing it's a four bedroom and i think they chartered that for like four thousand dollars a month or just go buy Which yourself an has island four cabin. bedrooms that sleep or not two four thousand a month four thousand a week i'm sorry four thousand a week yeah four bedrooms mm-hmm. two people per bedroom so you can spit Split yeah. $4,000 between eight people if you really wanted to. Yeah, $500 a person for a week. So there you go. and uh, Super affordable. And so if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes or whatever medium you're watching. Or some ideas. Watching. Or some ideas, yeah. Put a comment down below and uh, leave us a comment on what you want to hear about. What do you want? Yeah, we love the feedback. Mm-hmm. And we'll try to do that. So we've already got uh, five podcasts out now. Hopefully we're answering some of your questions. And we're looking forward to the next one. Yep. All right, thanks, guys. All right, thank you, guys. <laughs>